Section two of the dial, May nineteen twenty. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Section two, Men and Women, by Maxwell Bodenheim. For centuries, men and women have reiterated an offensive and defensive surface, and this reiteration has given variety and a dramatic interest to a monotonous and undramatic sameness no actual need has ever compelled man to be the hunter and master of woman or woman to be the ruler of man but the monotone of their sexual contact demanded an important masquerade a triumphant hallucination since each could not be content with his eager unobstructed taking imaginary obstacles were needed to give zest to the process by determinedly setting aside one woman and throwing the halo of their need around her men could struggle with other men for her possession and lend drama and interest to their monotonous sexual desires and their duplicate in women the success of this departure of course hinged upon their creating a sincere workmanlike delusion the average man used the drama of physical movement to erase the monotone of sexual magnetism and the submissive ardency of sexual contact this concealing physical drama assumed many forms the abduction of the woman the slaying of rivals if necessary an alert sword defending the imaginary radiance which gave special value to one woman the suicide of the man or his murder of the woman in order to provide the drama with a plausible climax etc the average man lacking a highly developed imagination needed this physical concrete turmoil to preserve the sincerity of his dominant delusion having given the woman her halo he could not stand and idly survey it he lacked that imagination which could have without assistance preserved the halo's lustre the exceptional man guarded his goddess in a painting or poem protected her memory by becoming a brooding hermit or used his imagination to lend colour and an enticing variety to his prolonged pursuit or possession of the woman wearing the halo of his need when the exceptional man used violence at rare intervals it was only to defend that grief which had been expanded in his imagination to an overwhelming size through centuries of reiteration this desperate drama saturated man into a posture of well-oiled acceptance the philosopher logician and artist often felt and sometimes expressed the fundamental resemblance between men and women but these particular men were as much a product of centuries of emotional self-hypnosis as were the men who lacked their accompanying vision they could not overcome their daily need for sexual variety and imaginative sexual pursuit and at best they could only attain a complete sexual repression which was in itself merely an artificial retreat and not a repudiation women were also forced to flee from the monotone of matter-of-fact sexual yielding by singling out one man and meeting him with an ecstasy of prostration they made him an all-conquering god whose lustre they indirectly shared average women because of their physical limitations lacked the ability to imitate the force with which men guarded their delusion and were compelled to adopt more indirect and insidious 
methods such as jealousies coquetries retreats cruelties and slavish attitudes these produced an inner turmoil which fanned the ardency of the man's pursuit and prevented his godship from listlessly and nakedly revealing how much it resembled the plain sexual depths of the woman if the man did sink to this dully naked acceptance in spite of the woman's devices another man was always conveniently at hand to fill the pause in the drum average women did not contain an imaginative restlessness which would have forced them to doubt the shining superiority of one idol and seek a fresh image their dull eyes found no fault with the figure made by their need and abandoned it only because of the departure of or indifference of the man himself but exceptional women were often led from one man to another because of their discontented imaginations after their imaginations had divested one man of his golden garments it would have permanently spoiled the pretending drama if the woman had not singled out another man for determined worship and compelled her imagination to reiterate its destructive efforts in the case of a man and woman who possessed equally fervent imaginations greek met greek and the delusion of each one was permanently protected and exhilarated among exceptional men where the man's intellectual directness forced him to admit to himself the one coloured resemblance between himself and the woman if the woman could and did join in his active recognition their sexual relations resolved into a matter-of-fact indulgence at intervals or a deliberate plaything but this recognition was scarcely ever active on both sides and one person usually submitted to the confident delusion of the other realizing the futility of his attempt to discover a clear-eyed mate now what is the inference lurking behind this protective century-long turmoil perpetuated by men and women who felt a need for escaping from their monotonous unadorned sexual resemblances this longing for escape could not have been generated and insistently developed if it had not sprung from a fundamental element having no connection with sexual impulse his sexual desires could never have been gripped by a longing for evasion and ornamentation if they had formed the whole of him in that case they would have felt no discontent with their nude reiteration the questions of hiding and gilding would never have occurred to them and several incidents in history would never have happened man contains another element freudians to the contrary the fire bringing the mud which has persistently goaded him into efforts at transcending his flesh and its subtle diluted branches this element found itself powerless to slay its enemy the flesh was equally insistent and was forced to veil and decorate this enemy into the endurable counterfeit of an unattainable victory the drama in which man cajoled threatened and gilded his sexual impulses occurred because a realization of their monotonous dominance was unpleasant to his taste pleasant to the palate of his sex but unpleasant to his unformed longings for mental and aesthetic variety man contains a scarcely touched world which has for ages driven his sexual longings into endless evasions brutalities and imaginary godships the psychoanalyst does not recognize this contradictory situation 
and has merely reclassified the obstructing physical surface of man's action and motives he is simply the shrewd forerunner of a wider and more penetrating explanation End of section two.